In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. If I were not an Episcopalian, I'd like to be an observant Jew. But I've marinated for almost 80 years in the liturgy, theology, and doctrine of Anglicanism. So I will remain always and forever an Episcopalian. But I have long been intrigued by the practice of Judaism. My attraction deepened in 2010. That fall of 2010, my husband and I traveled to Israel with a group led by my brother-in-law, a retired Episcopal priest. I decided right away before that trip I had to learn the Shema in Hebrew because I hoped to attend Shabbat at the Western Wall in Jerusalem and hear and pray the Shema. Quote the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. This Shema is the central prayer of Judaism that observant Jews pray every morning and evening. In our Old Testament reading this morning, Moses declared these words of the Shema to the Israelites who had survived with him the arduous desert journey from Egypt. He commanded them to diligently observe these words as they prepared to cross the Jordan River into Canaan, the land they would occupy. This was the promised land. Quoting the Shema again, Hear, O Lord, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And in Hebrew, Shema Israel Adonai Elohenu, Adonai Echad. We stayed in Jerusalem at the King David Hotel and were told that a hotel van could take us on Saturday, Friday night to Shabbat at the Western Wall, the holiest site in Jerusalem. The Western Wall is all that remains of the Hebrews' second, sacred Second Temple that was destroyed by Roman soldiers in 70 AD. Often called the Wailing Wall, there you will find Jews weeping, grieving over the destruction of their temple. The Western Wall Plaza that is accessible for prayers 160 feet long and 60 feet high divided by a low wall of Jerusalem stone, a pale limestone, much like the stone cut from our hill country quarries. The plaza is sectioned by that low wall into two parts, the men's about three times that of the women's. While waiting for the van in the lobby, we were told by friends in our group that we needed our passports. My sister and I rushed upstairs to retrieve them from our room safes. But when we returned to the lobby, the van had left. We had been cautioned not to split off from our group since we had been to the West Bank, Ramallah, and Berzait Palestinian cities. We might face serious consequences if that became known to Israeli police. Unfazed, I told my sister, I'm going, and she agreed, and we jumped into a taxi and drove off into the night to join the worshipers at Shabbat, 
the beginning of the Jewish Sabbath. <clears throat> Clearing the guard gate, we were swept up into the pulsing, low hum of unsynchronized, murmured prayer. Faithful Jews at prayer rocked back and forth, back and forth, each with their own rhythm. This is called shukaling, which embodies the action of prayer and is believed to increase concentration and ward off distraction. Little boys in hoodies and small brimless caps called yarmulkes mingled with ultra-Orthodox Jews. Mr. Page, excuse me. The ultra-Orthodox Jews, who, unlike other Jews, separate themselves from Gentiles and those who do not strictly follow religious law. They are distinguished by heavy beards, sideburns called payos, little twisted ringlets that hang freely, tall black hats and long black coats. The women and girls of all ages were dressed modestly. Their prayers, fervent, hopeful, urgent, hung heavy in the evening air. They pled for the coming of their Messiah, the Savior of Israel. As you know, they do not recognize Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Some of you may have attended a Jewish wedding when at the end the groom stomps on a glass and shatters it to commemorate the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. The guests clap and cry out with the same kind of hope and urgency I heard at the Western Wall. Next year in Jerusalem, next year in Jerusalem, Yashana Haba'ah Berusha Lahem, a plea for the coming of their Messiah and the rebuilding of their temple. As dusk fell on this Friday evening, I was drawn into the energy of solemn prayer rising all around me. I rushed down the sloping pavement to the wall, sat in a plastic white chair, the kind you get at Walmart, and caught my breath. Cautiously, I raised my hands in prayer and began to chant the Shema. Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. I was one of the crowd, welcomed at the wall, at peace, feeling akin to all the Jews who had for centuries prayed and grieved there over the destruction of their temple, I closed my eyes and claimed with humility and joy the Judaic heritage of my Christian faith. However, as I spread my fingers out to caress the rough stone of the ancient looming western wall that I knew that even as at home as I felt, I could never be an observant Jew, that the wall would forever stand in my way, 
The wall was the barrier that stood between me and my acceptance of the presence of the Messiah, the Son of the living God, who has already come. Nevertheless, I knew that I would always honor my Jewish heritage with praise for the Lord of the Shema, with its words engraved on my heart. And I wear a pendant with a star of David joined to my Celtic cross on a chain around my neck. Wearing it, I feel spiritually whole. The Western Wall remains a holy remnant, a reminder of the temple that was destroyed in 70 AD. Many Jews fervently believe that the rebuilding of their temple will begin only after their Messiah comes. As Christians, our good news is that we don't have to wait for our Messiah. There is no wall between us. Our Messiah is already here with us today to be memorialized in our Eucharist and in, many, in our many liturgies replete with psalms, readings from the Old Testament, witnessing to the coming of our Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, the flesh and blood of Old Testament prophecies. In St. Mark's Gospel today, a scribe who is a transcriber and interpreter of the law of Judaism asked Jesus, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, quoting first what Moses declared to his people bound for the promised land. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Then Jesus continued, and the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Jesus, our Messiah, the quintessentially Jewish Mediterranean peasant, had summed up the essence of Jewish law. Jesus' answer is his pledge of allegiance to his father, the God of Israel. He made clear that Moses had foreshadowed his own work as the Messiah, but that he, Jesus, was the promised Messiah, the Anointed One. I wonder, do we Christians really believe down deep where God alone knows our thoughts that Jesus is the Messiah? That as Father Zach wrote, quote, he is closer to us than we are to ourselves. He is closer to us than we are to ourselves, unquote. There is no wall between us. There is no wall between us. Have we ever invited Jesus for a visit, offered him our comfortable chair and a cup of coffee, to sit with him in holy silence, knowing that I and you are beloved, unconditionally forgiven, and gifted with eternal life, if we long for him, he will visit every day. All we need to do is ask. Now, 11 years since our visit to the wall, my faith is more resilient, my relationship with Jesus more personal, more authentic, more tangible, stronger, for knowing his presence as I have faced during the intervening years physical challenges 
the deaths of family members and friends and in the and the inevitable search for the meaning of existence i claim more boldly now my allegiance with clarity and assurance in jesus the messiah the son of the living god there is no wall between us there is no wall between us not metaphorically not physically not spiritually brother keith nelson of the society of saint john the evangelist writes quote jesus calls us each by name in impossible joy and unthinkable suffering in the need of another communicated clearly or barely recognized in the revelation of tasks that seem far beyond our capacity in the love of those who share our lives the simplest task he writes and the work of a lifetime the simplest task and the work of a lifetime is our reply in free and loving obedience here i am here i am amen <laughs>